The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, One who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean, and you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet and put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. There are a lot of strange things that we do this week. (laughs) Things that we don't do every week. These are things we do once a year as we gather to tell this story. It's what we did last year. It's what was done the year before that and ten years ago and a hundred years ago. A thousand years ago we gathered on this night to say and tell to one another this same story almost 2,000 years ago. 
we gathered to tell this story. There aren't a lot of stories that have been told in that fashion. There is something different about this story. We hear about a small event, a dozen people, a couple dozen, a few others. We think of the hundreds of millions that 2,000 years later, this night, will gather to hear this story. That's remarkable. It has never before happened. And so here we are to hear this story, and there are some parts of it that are clear for us that we understand, and there are parts that are confusing to us. For those of us who just traveled to the Holy Lands, I know that going and seeing the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is a little confusing. You often see a lot of people in black robes gathering in dark places around tombs, and I keep thinking, somebody could get the wrong idea (laughs) about what we are about. It's very important that the tomb is empty, that there is good news. In fact, tomorrow, the day that we call good, we will gather to celebrate the death of Christ, a day that is good for us because of what God has done. But the piece that I want to focus on tonight is this strange word that we use. I know as a kid, and for many kids, it's very confusing to be going to church on Monday, Thursday. Is it Monday or is it Thursday? Don't they know? (laughs) Maundy Thursday, mandatum from the Latin. Oftentimes we like to say that it's from Jesus saying, do this for the remembrance of me. And in fact, the gospel text tonight, as we remember the Lord's Supper, is all about washing people's feet naturally. But mandatum, the mandate, is not about washing feet It's about this last section. I give you a new commandment, a new mandate, mandatum, mondi, that you love one another. That's the mandate. It's interesting, as we prepare for First Communion, there was a series of videos that were quite humorous, and one of them is of this poor guy attempting to learn how to receive Communion, And he could not get his hands right. And it was kind of this humorous sequence. But it was an important reminder for us. Because it's something that we receive. We don't take it. We don't grab it out of God's hands. The sacrament is not something that we take away from someone. It is something that we receive through no good act on our part. Through no deserving on our part. But nonetheless, it is given to us. And we like it when the story ends there, right? The part before the mandate, (laughs) where we just get stuff, and then that's kind of the end of the story. But you'll notice how the mandate comes after that. Now that we have received the grace of God in the body and blood of Christ, now that we have been enriched, nourished, empowered, some parts of our tradition might say saved, now comes the mandate. 
Not to save our neck. Not to score points with God, but because it's what we were baptized to do. It's what we were baptized to do. And what we were baptized to do is to love one another. Not as the world loves in the sense of what do I get out of this, if that's even the right use of the word, but rather the example is as Christ loved us. The bar is kind of high. The one who gave up voluntarily his life for us. Yes, that's the model that we have. And there are a lot of words missing in this text. You'll notice that it doesn't say, I give you a new commandment that you love everyone around you that is worthy of your love. It doesn't say that. Even in the Greek, it doesn't say that. It says that you love one another, and then there is a period after it. <laughs> period. Not the ones we like. Not the ones that live life the way we think life ought to be lived. Not the ones that handle their finances the way we would like them to handle their finances. Not the ones who look like us. Not the ones who are necessarily in our tax bracket or whatever the case may be. Everyone. Everyone. I give you a new mandate that you love one another, period. I would encourage you as we move through these three days to be mindful of Christ's sacrifice for us the bar that has been set, not as a threat, not that our salvation is in jeopardy, but that through God's grace that we have already received, we are given the power and the energy to love as Christ has loved. As you move through these three days, remember this is one story. It has highs and lows, but in the end, it is about life, and it is about grace for us and for all. Amen.